With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Hello and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, you know, Mike Harmon, I fall into this trap all the time. All the time. Just yeah. when I think something is turning the corner, right? Like I thought the Jets have been turning the corner for like eight years. Now they're finally doing it. Just when I think, you know, maybe the Knicks have figured things out a little yeah. bit earlier than expected. You know, they, they figured it out on offense. Mm-hmm. The offense is flowing through Jalen Brunson. He's exactly what they need. They put up this colossal, craptastic stinker of a game against the Nets who finally got a head coach and Kyrie's not playing and nobody cares. And, oh, by the way, here come the Nets and blow the doors off the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, Jacques Vaughn said, like you. Just when I think the Knicks have it. Oh, hey, maybe they're turning the corner. No, no, no. I get this is a big, fat reality sandwich. Kevin Durant, 29, 12, and 12, plus 
32 on the night. O'Neal was plus 44. I can keep mm. going. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal? Had, not, not Shaquille O'Neal. Not, <laughs> Shaq wasn't, although if he played, he probably would have been as well. He could have just camped out in the low post. Yeah, Royce mm-hmm. O'Neal uh, getting it done. And then off the bench, a guy that we've talked about before and, and a part of the – a key component to how far this team may be able to run, whether Kyrie's there or not, is Seth Curry, who came in and shot very well off the bench, giving them 23, 6 of 11 from three-point range. So – you, you've st- you've got players, right? Joe Harris back in. You had four starters and double figures, and they just absolutely bludgeoned your squad. No energy, no life whatsoever. It was 69-44 at the half, and everybody was looking for the remote control. I sat and watched it because, well, it was great theater for me going, hey, look at all the one-shots they can do of Jacques Vaughn now. Just saying, there he is. Look how genius he is. They have a coach. They have a leader. This is a guy who helped them through the pandemic. All of those things that you heard the same damn story 19 times during the course of the game because your team mounted no challenge whatsoever. It's like you guys did that story in the first quarter. Eh, maybe the audience changed. No, no, nobody was coming to watch that game at that point. We'd all been there. Tell me something different. You know, the funny thing is, right, about about, about this game. The about, Knicks about, are the funny the, thing. The Knicks losing. Yeah, yes, they, were they were the funny. funny. Yeah. I walked right into that one. I, I knew yeah, 100%. you did. Um, it's just clownish. Just think about this, because this gets into the topic we're going to get into in a minute about, about Twitter today, because, oh, my goodness. But, <laughs> well, I just sent you guys another one. You want to read that one on oof. here? <laughs> well, well, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I like to keep my job. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. But, <laughs> you uh, get a blue check mark. Did your credit card you know, clear? <laughs> OJ did it. <laughs> Jacques Vaughn is named... Nets head coach today, getting the gig, and the Nets say he's got it this year and through next year. Wait a minute. Wait wait a minute. Because uh, I'm old enough to remember a week ago when the Nets were finalizing a deal with Ime Udoka to be their next head coach. Right? I'm old yeah. enough to remember that, to remember Adrian Wojnarowski and the column on ESPN, and it was definitive. The Nets are finalizing the deal. Jacques Vaughn will stay on staff. Uh, he's coming in with this. It was 100%, and we're just going to forget about that. I, you know, I understand Kyrie Irving gets suspended and other basketball stuff that the Lakers keep losing, but this was a big deal, man, and, 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 and Woj got this wrong. And I'm like, he doesn't get anything wrong. And he he didn't get this wrong. He got this wrong. Like, he got – this wasn't, hey, here's a tweet that the Nets are hiring Ime Odoka and all the controversy that came up out of this. No, this wasn't a test balloon that maybe the Nets said, hey, we're thinking about it. Woj puts it out there. The Nets see which way the wind is blowing and decide we can hire the guy or we can't hire the guy, right? Because that happens all the time. Hey, stuff gets leaked just to see what the reaction would be so they know if we go this way – way over a controversial subject are we biting off more than we can chew and if we are we go we go the other way this was the nets are hiring Ime Udoka they they are they are finalizing the deal he will be the head coach and all the details on it was happening it was it was done and then it just went away and now Jacques Vaughn's got the job for this year and next year so Udoka is not coaching in the NBA this year. And I have and I you know not that I want to stand up and down and go ha ha you're wrong you're wrong, but just for a second because the guy is never wrong. 
I mean, if, if, if there's, there's, there's guys you believe when it happens, right? And it's Woj in the NBA and it's Glazer in the NFL, you know, that, that, that are never wrong. That de- these are the guys. And for Woj, now I just curse Jay Glazer now. Uh, and, and for Woj to be wrong about this, like, whoa, 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 how come there's not more being spent on that? Wait, what happened to the whole Ime Udoka part of it? Because that was a done deal a few days ago. Yeah, I would say a couple of things. Number one, I was really shocked, and maybe it hit your timeline, but it didn't for me. For eight bucks, someone could have gone and become a fake Woj to do one of those Inception <laughs> tweets like he put out when the Udoka story was going on. Breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski which is, with his picture inside the tweet from his verified Are you account. sure it's him, though? <laughs> well, no, the, to, as of today, I, I don't know what, what's real, what's imagined uh, anymore. But as related to this story, I got to say, this is one where uh, if, if I were to do the let's go through and do the back math that maybe it was a this gets floated doing a solid or misinformed and screwed over, whichever side is reality, the it got out there and the public backlash I mean, we certainly went to town on it, and so many others did, right? We pointed out, hey, it's not an NBA suspension, but when you get to optics, you get to the NBA and everything they've they've done in terms of community and expansion, but also just trying to be uh, voices oftentimes, until Kyrie Irving's situation, uh, voices oftentimes in these type of situations uh, to champion um, forthright, you know, discussions and forthright activity and actions to make sure that people are being held accountable. In this case, this story gets out. I got to guarantee you the, the amount of phone calls and, and back channel chatter about it w- was enough to, it, that even if they were, say, 90% down that road, uh, that was when you start yelling, pivot really fast uh, or hot route, as it were, to relate to uh, television and movie. You could go either direction uh, and, and decided to reverse course on this. Dude, I'm reading to you from Woj's column. The Nets are finalizing a deal to hire suspended mm-hmm. Celtics coach Ime Udoka. Are you sure it's Woj? I'm sure it's him. Yes. Well, this was a website. Th- this was their website, not Twitter, right? <laughs> yeah, th- this is ESPN.com. This yeah. is ESPN.com. You had your, yeah. your Bible. So. This is ESPN.com, you know, where, where they put things that, that are true. Uh, Boston's not requiring draft compensation from Brooklyn. There are discussions taking place. Uh, They'll keep Jacques Vaughn as the acting head coach until Udoka can start the job. The Celtics never plan to stay in the way of Udoka accepting another coaching job. This is not, hey, I got got something, guys. This is this story. This is all the way down. And yet it didn't happen. It's a bunch of bullet points, yeah. This is all the way down and it didn't happen. And this gets into... And this gets into today because today was the first day for Twitter Blue, right? Elon Musk, the takeover of Twitter, who he's had a great time with this vanity exercise that is Twitter for him, uh, going through all the changes. Today was the first day you could have a blue check mark if yeah. you buy a blue check mark for eight dollars a month. Can I, can I just month? say this, man? If I go ahead, buddy. What do you got to this say? This kind buddy? of incredible wealth. You know, like if I'd been that guy to win the one point nine billion or woman or whoever, whoever it is that comes forth, like. This is not where I'm spending my money. 
Like, this, this is an exercise in futility, no matter how much of a power play you think you're doing. It, it, it's an absolute mess. Rich people get bored. This is what he wanted yeah, to do with his money. Do, yeah, you $44 get, you're billion. Bored, dollars. Go do something else. That's what he wanted to do. I, I, what do you want me to say? I can't believe it was $44 I thought maybe $4 billion. $44 billion. Twitter really is it's, it's worth they, they that got, much, really? They got over, man. Really? <laughs> $44 billion? Uh, but... You know, now's the day you can do it. So now there's two different blue check marks on Twitter. There's the blue check mark. If you click on the person's name, it says they are notable in in entertainment or the or the public, and that's why they have a blue check. Which mark. Which you no or, longer have. Uh, no, I have blue check mark. You you I have the one that you paid eight dollars for. Yeah. No, no, no. I have the legitimate one. If you click on my if you click on my name, it says this person has a. If you click on the blue check mark, it says looks exactly like the one I just bought. Yeah, because it's notable in government, news, entertainment, or another designated category. Now, other people, you click on the blue check mark, it says they have it because they're they are a member of Twitter Blue. So now you can see blue check marks, and I can already imagine now people really got to get serious about about news gathering on Twitter because already. There was a big there was a big part today where somebody impersonated Adam Schefter on Twitter with an account with a blue check mark from Twitter blue saying that the Raiders had fired Josh McDaniels. Yeah. And that gets out there and oh Adam, even though it says Adam Schefter not at the at oh Adam yeah, Schefter yeah. with with a blue check mark cuz some people didn't know today was Twitter blue and some people aren't going to. So this gets out there and then it's being reported, "Hey, Josh Mc nope, 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 nope." And very quickly that account got suspended. So at least they were on top of it when someone doing an impersonating and, and said, no, 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 this isn't a real thing. This is just going to be so messy. You know, this is so messy. Who knows who's got – now this guy got a blue check mark, but they paid it. But they, they paid for it, but they look like they're a news source. Get ready for the beginning of a daily – X and Y being fired. So-and-so is signing for $300 million in Major League Baseball. This is still going to become the norm the next few days. We all kind of, oh, did you see this? The Angels traded Mike Trout to the Mets uh, for Jacob DeGrom. No, 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 no. Didn't happen. That's a fake Ken Rosenthal. Uh, it's a fake John Heyman. Oh, wait, that's really John Heyman. No, it's a fake John Heyman. Uh, all this stuff is a fake. fake LeBron. It, I mean, yeah. it's, ju- it's just going to happen now. And... I got to say this because Twitter for a long time in social media has not been put in proper perspective. No one really knows how to treat the perspective of social media because you have Generation Z who has grown up with social media and has been on it for 15 years now because Twitter's, you know, Twitter's about 13, 14 years old, right? And Facebook came a couple of years before that. So you have Generation Z that's up now that's had a world that they've never known that didn't have social media. But at the same time, social media is not something that the vast majority of people are making money on. It's not something the vast majority of people are on. It's a way to get information out. It's, it's kind of a news site, but it's not and it's never really been and I don't want to say regulated because it's the internet but it's never really been put in its proper perspective of hey just how do we treat what's said and what goes on on Twitter right someone says something we can react to it someone does it but it's so serious and 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 to see people that I know that have spent the last 10 years 
using social media companies, buying followers because they treat it so serious. Like they treat having followers on Twitter better than relationships they have with people at work or in their family. That's how serious people are on social media. And I go, oh, my God, I love seeing these people go crazy. Oh, but other people have blue check marks now just like me. And oh, oh, I love seeing those people go bat bananas crazy. It's never been put in perspective. And now it's never going to be put in perspective. You know, it, it's it's you look at Twitter and I, I think we deal with it the right way here on the show. I think I deal with it the right way is, look, it's something to engage with your audience and it's something fun. It's something that you should put out there that people can can be entertained by either with opinions, with something funny. Uh, but but the way it's being pushed around, it's sometimes that's what it is. Sometimes it's this real serious uh, news. That nobody has perspective on Twitter. And that's why I say it's the Wild West, because nobody still knows how to act with it. And now it's just going to get even wilder. That's, what's gonna, that, that's the big thing that's going to happen with Elon Musk buying Twitter and what's going on so far. Well, up until today, I would also use it when we had injury news or any of these things to retweet, right? The whole Matthew Stafford story started to come down. Kyler Murray stories. I'm like, are these real or imagined? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Russell uh, Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson is now Wristband Russ. That's got to be his nickname. That's pretty good. I like that. Wristband Russ. He gets asked today about uh, any hesitation about his time with the Seahawks when he wouldn't wear a wristband with a play sheet on it. All right Now, he wore a wristband with a play sheet on it during their win over the Jaguars in London. This is, of course, with the Denver Broncos. Uh, on Monday, Pete Carroll was on a radio interview on 710 a.m. in Seattle, and he praised Geno Smith for wearing a wristband this season to make play calling more efficient. Carroll said there was, quote, resistance to that, so we didn't do that in the past. Now, obviously, Pete Carroll didn't refer to Wilson by name, but he's the only guy. Wilson missed three quarterbacks in a bleeping decade, okay? Three games in a decade. So it's Russell Wilson who didn't want to wear a wristband. And now here's Pete Carroll saying, hey, Geno was so good, so good. Play calling was more efficient. Play call. He wore a wristband. I'm not going to say who didn't wear a wristband, but, yeah, it rhymes with Schmuschel Schmilson. So now Wristband Russ is his nickname because, ah, now I'll wear a wristband in Denver with the play calls. And now you see the silliest controversy about another way for the Seahawks to throw Russell Wilson under the bus and to say it's all Russell Wilson's fault. Maybe Russell Wilson really is the Joe Girardi of the NFL. It was all his fault, and the minute he left, things got better, right? No one misses Russell Wilson in Seattle. No one. Pete Carroll has never said he misses him. He's taken every opportunity to very obliquely throw shade at Russell Wilson, like this comment here about the wristband. Hey, are you going to welcome Russell Wilson? Well, I'll let the 12s decide, the fans, how they welcome him when he comes to the game opening week against Denver. He has found every way to throw shade at him. Denver isn't flourishing despite the fact they are way more talented at every position than Seahawks are. Geno Smith is a more efficient quarterback in this offense. There is nothing else to really say at this point. So, yeah, maybe Russell Wilson is the Joe Girardi of the NFL because there's no other avenue, there's no other solution than the thought he was, he was a big star, but they're better without him. And they didn't get better in other places in the offseason. There was no other place where they went and got somebody big. Oh, now we got you a couple more wide receivers, or now we, we, did, we, we did much better on the offensive line. The weapons are worse, and they replaced you with a journeyman quarterback, and the team is playing better. Simply because 
you are gone. Right? This doesn't make this mean Geno Smith is suddenly so special. He's a, no, but there's lots of guys of Geno Smith's caliber that the Seahawks could be winning like this with. Geno Smith happens to be a right fit for this offense, and I give him all the credit in the world because he's been doing it. But just the fact that you had a guy that has gotten kicked out of a couple different organizations and is a backup and a journeyman, and suddenly his team is in first place, and the only common thread is that you're gone from that team and your new team is terrible – yeah, there's no other solution then. Yeah, it was Russell Wilson's fault in Seattle. Joe Girardi, Russell Wilson, same person. You've never seen them together. You've not seen them together at one, have you? You've never seen them. They're the same person. I'll never see them apart now. And it, and it works because Russell Wilson, once upon a time, played baseball. See, it all ties together. But uh, I, he wore wristbands back then, though. I've seen pictures back from his uh, baseball rookie cards. But uh, one thing, uh, just in terms of personnel, going into the season, and I mean before Tim Patrick got hurt and then we saw what the product was, uh, you, you would say, yes, Denver was better by volume. But on an individual basis, were any of those guys better than DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett? No, it was the collective of them and what they could be uh, that we thought of. Likewise, at the running back position, Javante Williams looked like he was going to be good. He gets hurt. Melvin Gordon can't hang on to the football. And then we start acquiring guys along the way. Meanwhile, Rashad Penny, who was the late season hero last year, well, you got exactly what you expected. Or at least uh, you hoped for better and you got more of the expectations of he played really well and then he got hurt. But Kenneth Walker, I mean, come on. You want to watch him. Like, he's second only to Damian Pierce in terms of the the young next generation of running backs that you want to watch, right? You You got Derrick Henry who's just on this whole other level and is scary. And, yes, Brees Hall's good too. Oh, of course, but he got hurt too. Hall's the best. But here's the thing: is you mentioned, and that's a that's a great point about how it is all Russell Wilson's fault because it's not like the Seahawks have had bad running backs. No, right? they just had guys that can't stay healthy. But well, every between guy uh, they have Carson there, and Penny, yeah, right. Carson when he was healthy, he was terrific. Right, Penny mm-hmm. when he was healthy. He was terrific. Now, Kenneth Walker is healthy. He's terrific. It's not like, oh, now we got a great running back. We didn't have one before. It's what's the one common thread? Russell Wilson is gone. You know, and and that's a that's the biggest lesson in all of this of, 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 you know, here we are midway through the season. Well, you know, looking back, looking at what's a big takeaway is sometimes you don't know you can get along without someone until you're forced to do it. Because there's no way the Seahawks sit here if they weren't forced to to say, let's trade Russell Wilson. Because you don't see any reality in which, well, how are we going to be better without Russell Wilson? He won a Super Bowl. We've been to another Super Bowl. Uh, the guy's a terrific quarterback. You look at what he's done. Uh, you know, he's had some MVP type years. But at this point, they found out, oh, we can get along well without him. And sometimes you don't know that. And that's not just in sports. That's sometimes at work. That's in a relationship. Oh, 100%. You, know, you don't know? Would you, hey, oh, I, I, I don't know. We're going to break up, and oh, my God, I can't get along without her. I can't get along without her. And then a week after you break up, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so much happier. This is great. Or, oh, I'm, I'm, now so-and-so likes me, and I'm, I got more time to do it. I didn't know I could get along without this other person. And the Seahawks had no idea. And it's really hard because teams don't know they can get along well without stars. And, and this is with Geno Smith's success and watching it happen with the Seahawks, I mean it. I'll double down on last night. Aaron Rodgers will get traded in the offseason because the Packers are sick of his act and, they, and they're going to think, even though as great as he is, is he still great enough or can we move on, 
get draft picks, free up money, and maybe be a better team next year, whether it's Jordan Love or somebody else in the draft being our quarterback. Teams are now, because of this move, teams might be a little bit more okay with letting go of a star thinking we can move on. Because the Patriots scared the crap out of everybody. Hey, we can get along well without Tom Brady. What happened? Tom left, the Patriots stunk, and the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Don't trade any stars. Don't trade any stars. Now it's well we trade Russell. Oh, look, you can get along with that. And they're thriving without him. Yeah, you can get along without someone. Sometimes you just need to be pushed into it. And now maybe teams aren't going to be pushed into it because of the results of this. Yeah, we talk about it all the time related to organizational stability, decision makers, etc. When you look at Schneider and you look at Pete Carroll, the, the red flag had gone up the last couple of years, right? You didn't have a lot of impact players in the draft and you were sputtering. And you'd gone away from what built the philosophy of that squad, right? Because you had to pivot with the success of Russell Wilson and what you're doing. Now you pivot back the other way. And Geno Smith you know, to, I, I don't want to dismiss him because in uh, all of this, because I, I still see a uh, little list that I go, oh, he's a nice story, but it's like, no, this is a guy that obviously was good enough to hang around the league for a decade. And he was just in spots at times, and the Jets are what they are, but go to his time with the Giants, right? He got the start over Eli, which the Eli Manning, you know, teammates, it made no sense, but they did it. And But that was never a place he was going to be allowed to be the starter, right? He was not the heir apparent. And then they go and they bring in Daniel Jones, and, and you have what you have. But now you're in, in Seattle. You've got a solid squad. As I mentioned, both at the running back and wide receiver positions. And you've drafted well on defense the last couple of years. You've remade it. And, and the one thing we could say about Belichick the last few years and – at certain possession positions for a very long time. Uh, he doesn't get it right as a GM. Great coach. The GM side of it, not so much. With the Seahawks, they went back to basics. And with Geno Smith, as long as he plays good, efficient football, what's he at, like 72% completion rate or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. Don't, don't get cute. Know what the offense is asking of you. You got a guy in Walker that can bust one at any moment play turnover-free football, and you're going to have a chance to win. And right now, that division, as much as we may love what the 49ers could be, you've got every opportunity to go run away and hide. At some point, though, he's going to turn into a pumpkin. He may. And if he uh, does, no then... May. He will. Well, you know... So then it, he'll be Mr. 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 Limited. That's what he's going to be then. No, right. Yeah, History Mr. would say Mr. he hasn't Mr. done it. And, but it's like a, a lot of the stuff we talk about. At some point, you zag, right? I, I don't know. Jeff Saturday might be a bigger disaster than anything we've ever seen. But it's out-of-the-box thinking, as wrong-headed as it may be, depending on your perspective. But you zagged. In this case, Geno Smith didn't look like he should have been the guy coming in to get the job, right? Drew Locke was supposed to be that last ditch. All right, what is he? Effort. Instead, it's the guy that you drafted going all the way back to 2013 who's in the MVP consideration. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us now on the hotline to break it all down, Fox Sports 1 NBA Insider Extraordinaire. Check out his On the Ball podcast. It is Rick Buecher. Rick, what's happening, buddy? Man, I am living the dream. Nice. Because you, you didn't take the Lakers head coaching job when it was offered to you in the offseason, and now you're much happier. One of a few moves. I didn't, I didn't invest in crypto either. So, um, yeah, two things I've done right in the, last, uh, in the last year. So I'm making up for lost time. <laughs> I've made plenty of mistakes early on. So I'm trying to get my, trying to get my score above 500. All right. 
So let me ask you this, Ed, what we, we talked about before you came on. Uh, the, the Lakers mm. play the Clippers. It's a big statement-type game. LeBron limps off with a groin yeah. left leg type injury. The Lakers yeah. are two and nine. How long do yeah. we see LeBron again now? A month, two months, three months? When do we see LeBron? Christmas Day? When do we see him again next? Boy, it's uh, it's a good question. Well, I mean, we have to factor in how many points, how many more points does he need to get past Kareem? He needs like a thousand, I think, a thousand something. So we got to fit that into the season. I don't think he wants that to carry over to next season. Uh, then again, maybe he does. Maybe you want to break that record in a more enjoyable season than this one proves to be because it's going to land. This isn't like uh, Steph Curry breaking the three-point record in the midst of the, of the Warriors surging and winning a championship. This is, this is uh, breaking Kareem's record on a team that could uh, set a record for for losses in a season for for a Lakers team. So, uh, um, yeah, I I don't know when they, you know it's funny we've gotten into hockey now. It's general just left there's left leg soreness. Like we can't yeah. we yeah. can't be a little more specific. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we should just say he's old. Like <laughs> lower LeBron body James injury. Le- <laughs> LeBron James left the game because he's old. <laughs> it says plus 35 on there. Yeah, it's tough. Right? Well, but it was an interesting game watching this unfold, Rick, because we had many stretches where you'd see Davis and James and even Russell Westbrook where they had stretches where they're playing really well, but it didn't matter yeah. in the scoring column and certainly in the plus minus, they were still on the wrong side of that. Yeah, well, I'm, and this is just a difficulty. It's a difficulty where LeBron, LeBron is right now. I mean, obviously, he can still dial it up. He can still do special things. He just can't sustain it. And he can't sustain it with a team like the Lakers, who, when he's not playing well, uh, have absolutely no chance. So even when he's playing well, I mean, that, that's the biggest uh, – it must has to be the most – the uh, difficult mental aspect of this for LeBron is he can shoot well, he can play well. Both he and AD have shot 70% or 65% in a game, and it has made absolutely no difference. They've still lost the game. So there's not a level at which he can play that is going to decide outcomes. And he's not in a place at this point where he can play 35 minutes of top-notch basketball. He, ha- he, he I mean, he's been taking plays off here and there over mm-hmm. the course, but I, I will say this to you guys. I'm, I'm really surprised. I, he's not one of the guys that I thought would fall off the table. Like, suddenly you go, oh, man, he looks old. But this season, man, he looks old. I don't care what the numbers say. There's just... Things within the game. Um, his, what he had three air balls the other night. Uh, there's just aspects of the game that he, he can't, like he can't get by guys. Um, and it happens. I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's not a detriment. It's not a, it's not a criticism or an insult to him. It's just, it happens. I'm actually because of the way he's taking care of his body. I just didn't expect it to. Be, I figured it would be just kind of residual, gradual. Um, and it doesn't look like it right now. It looks like suddenly, you know, he's he's got a piano on his back when he didn't before. You know, I thought for him 
it would be when he realizes I can't stay on the court anymore. It would be a physical thing. It would be my mm. body is just breaking down, and I can't say mm. I play for a week. I'm out for a week and a half. I have a couple of games. That's what was going to tell him I can't do it anymore. Not that yeah. he would play and it would be eroded. We would say, boy, LeBron's the playmaker now, and look what he But it would be when he knows, hey, physically I'm just done. And it's tough because this is a guy that's been healthy, really healthy, for the, for the first 18 years of his career. You couldn't get the guy yeah. off the floor. You know? Yeah. Well, the thing that he has going for him is that he is a big man in today's game. And so there are ways for him to be on the floor and to contribute that if he was, I mean, flip side is Patrick Beverly. Like Patrick Beverly can't really do anything anymore. The age is, is jumping on him too. And, uh, but, but LeBron, you know, is, has improved his, his perimeter shooting, his mid range, uh, he can play four or five, and so I think he can extend it that way. And I do believe that he his goal now, and I felt it's been his goal more so than winning championships uh, for the last year or two, has really been about I want to extend my career until Bronny gets to the NBA. I want to play a season with my son. That I think he wants to he very much – I don't – I don't see a way uh, short of a cataclysmic type injury, a career ending injury that he doesn't make that happen somehow, some way. So Rick, we, uh, we know that all the particulars, no draft picks, whatever else. So trading and making any imminent moves, like it's, it's all the wishing, wanting and hoping for the Lakers at the moment. Right. So let's go to the Nets that actually did something. All the rumors of their coaching position, and it's a guy that's yep. been there all along, and Jacques Vaughn uh, gets the call amidst all the chaos, and then they go out and throttle the Knicks under his tutelage. You could have left that part yep. out. Let's just stick to the Nets. We could, you could have left <laughs> Our guy Cam Reddish was awful, guys. He really let me down with that 0-7 for 7 performance. Uh, you know what? That's it's, uh, that's going to happen in the development of every great player. I will say there have been games where Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish has looked like the best player on the floor. He is. He, I've been really impressed with him. And look, it, I don't know what why uh, the, the people or the league decides to do this to the Knicks all the time, but you figured that the Nets were going to be kind of geeked up to one play the Knicks and two play the Knicks. With Jacques Vaughn, who the, the guys on that team really like, I think they're 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 very happy to see him get the full time job. Uh, Ime was just too toxic with everything that's going on with Kyrie. Um, you know, I've I've been told everything from like Adam Silver gave Joe Sy the nudge to say, "Hey, look, <laughs> it's too much. You can't you can't bring Ime in here. Your 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 team already is controversy filled." Um, enough is enough. Like that's just that's that's too much to to to. And whether it's it was Adam Silver or whether it was the minority partners, whether it was the sponsors. I mean, it was just it was really tone deaf for that to even begin uh, that conversation. And what I don't know is like because uh, because Ime is a a CAA guy and at least one of the reporters that was putting it out there as a CAA guy, like how much of that was the priming of the pump to get it out there that he's a front runner and this could happen and, and sort of push the envelope a little faster 
then maybe anybody was ready to uh, and and may have backfired because with all of the turmoil going around Kyrie to then throw in there not not only that you're firing Steve Nash and hiring Ime, but that, that that you immediately have Udoka getting the job. It's like okay, you guys didn't start talking about this like ten minutes ago. You must have been talking about this weeks ago right. to set this up, that, that he was the next in line. And if that's the case, like, were you really supporting Steve Nash? And were you really taking seriously what happened in Boston, That for the reason that, that Ime lost his job? So it just it didn't, it, it didn't look good all the way around. Now, I will say this, and this is something that's going to be in a column that I'm writing tomorrow, uh, sort of a notes column of things that I'm hearing around the league. The Nets were not the only team that was interested in Ime Odoka after Boston. I was, I was told that there was another team that was vetting Ime a week after Boston suspended him to consider replacing their guy, depending on which direction their team went. Um, that they were they were ready to uh, potentially hire Ime. So I know there's a lot of people out there saying this is an indicator that he's never going to get another shot. I'm I'm not convinced of that based on what I've heard so far. Rick Buecher with us, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Tyrac.com studio. So teams are going to go out after Ime Udoka. Okay, so if that one now, do you think that could happen this year? Another deal, or, or is Udoka now, hey, he's out for the rest of this year and, and it's going to be next year sometime? I'm, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be – I'm not going to rule out that he could get hired this year. I think that what, what happened in, in Brooklyn really was a case of it was just – it was too much toxicity. If the whole thing with Kyrie wasn't going on, and particularly the Kyrie – anti-Semitism and his reluctance to acknowledge that it was anti-Semitism, like all of that, uh, then I, I think maybe, just maybe, there's a pathway to Ime getting that job. But with all of the, the controversy around Kyrie, it was just, it was too much. You couldn't, you couldn't do both. But I, look, I do believe that there, I do believe that people still respect what Ime did as a coach and as a head coach and somewhere along the line may not be a, a circumstance with a team as good as the Brooklyn Nets, but I would, I would be surprised if he doesn't get another opportunity. All right, Rick, last one for me. Uh, I'd love to go do a deep dive on Danny Ainge and how he gets the Jazz to start losing, which was supposed to be yeah. the plan. Uh, but we've got the Warriors at four and seven can't win on the road. Uh, what's the fix yep. for Steve Kerr? Boy, it's it's tough. I, I uh, part of it is. I mean, this is the tricky part. The 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 solution in terms of winning now is to tighten up your rotation and not give as many minutes to the young guys. Uh, but that means playing Daff and Draymond and uh, some of the guys and Kavon Looney, the guys that have been have already have a lot of miles on their bodies. It means not preserving them the way you want to for the for the end of the year. So he's really in a a, a catch twenty two in terms of he's kind of got to live with we're going to lose some games here because I got to develop these young guys because if they're not giving me anything I don't have anybody else to turn to. It was one of the things that 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 GMs told me over the summer 
about why they were skeptical that the Warriors were going to repeat. And it was because they lost so much of their bench. And, and it was understood why they lost it, why they couldn't pay Gary Payton what Portland paid him and why Otto Porter went to Toronto and, um, you know, why, why they, they, it's understandable why they lost those pieces. But um, at the same time, like Kaminga, Wiseman, Moody, like they're not ready to be those kind of role players that you can count on or play long minutes and expect to win. And I think one of the other little elements here that nobody's really looking at is the fact that Clay Thompson, while he's starting to find a little more of his offense, it's still up and down, but he's, he's finding his offense. He's nowhere near the defensive player he used to be. And Jordan Poole is not a defensive player by any means. And that's really where they're getting hurt is I don't think it's offensively so much. It's Wiseman's giving them nothing. Uh, Clay Thompson isn't giving them what you expect Clay Thompson to give you. Jordan Poole has never been a good defender, and Steph does what he can. And so you're, they're exposed on a nightly basis looking around the league, particularly in the Western Conference. You look at the talent on the wings, the scoring talent on the wings, the athleticism on the wings. It's a battle every night, and the Warriors are not equipped to fight that fight. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1 NBA Insider. Check out his latest On the Ball podcast all on Kyrie Irving and his situation with the Nets. Rick, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next week. My pleasure, guys. See you, Rick. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.